Art is too important not to share. Welcome to the Allie and Callie Artcast. Hi, I'm Allie. And I'm Callie, and we're with the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance. Hello, everyone. And we are excited to be down at uh, airing this from the Coeur d'Alene Casino. The Coeur d'Alene Casino. Oh, listen to you. I did a commercial here once. You did? Yes, my legs were in this commercial. <laughs> it was a couple years ago, and I was one of the extras. And oh, it, I had so much fun. And I got to eat at Red Tail, and it was no, I ate at the buffet. It was delicious. Yeah. And, um, but it was fun because I got all dressed up. and yeah. It was just about, I think, six actors. And we just basically pretended to play machines. And, right. And then we walked slow. I call it cruising the movie where you walk really slow. Oh. And then there's, like, music behind you. And you're, like, like really, like, cool. Well, don't they do, like, the slow motion thing? Yeah. Do you do that? Or yeah. do you actually walk slow? No, they just, we walked in a group en masse, you know, like, oh, all okay. together. Then they slowed us down. I gotcha. So I call that cruising the movie. Cruising the movie. Yeah, it's fun. It's interesting. Yeah. So that was my, that's my claim to fame at the Coeur d'Alene Casino. The Coeur Casino. <laughs> so it's great to be here. Yeah, it is. And tonight is Art Walk. It is. Yes. They've got a lot of exciting things going on. Yeah. What's um, happening? Well, all the galleries have some really fun stuff going on, but um, Emerge is, we're really excited because they're doing their ceramic sh- sh- oh, showdown, throw down, ceramic throwdown and oh, mug frenzy. It sounds like so much fun. It's their annual You got to go check it out. I know. It sounds like I think so much be fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, we're gonna go. And the featured gallery tonight is yes. Blackwell Gallery, which I love. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They'll go. have um, the artist Peggy Thompson. Oh, um, she does beautiful work. Doing live work, and they'll have live music there. Nice. As well as in lots of other places downtown. So um, you can find out all that information on artsandculturecda.org/artwalk, mm-hmm. and there is a little button under the map on that website that is monthly features and if you click that it will tell you all the monthly excitement that is going on and also now we have qr codes we do and make sure that you can check uh, the qr codes and find out more information on art walk and the featured galleries exactly and all the galleries that participate and the participating businesses mm-hmm. so check that out everybody yep you can pick up your art walk flyer at any of the galleries or participating businesses and that qr code is on everything yeah um, and all you have to do is click on there, and it takes you right to the Art Walk website. Yeah. So, yeah. hope to see you out. I know. It's always a fun night. It is. Yep. Well, I- so, we are here with Leanne Campbell. Yes. Who is the cultural, culture, wait, she is the... <laughs> Start over. <laughs> what is she? She is the... <laughs> What are, you, what are you, Leanne? What is your, what I'm, is it? I'm the cultural tourism coordinator. Right. There we go. That's yes. it. I said that on the way down here. You I knew know. it. I know. It's I don't kind know of a why it wouldn't there. come out. <laughs> well, welcome. We're so glad yeah, to have so you glad here. To have you and yeah, honored to you. be in your presence. Thank yes. you for coming to the Coeur Casino, and I, I enjoy hearing your experiences here. And oh, it's always uh, one fun of our to be other um, taglines we have is "Welcome home." So, oh. welcome home to the Coeur Casino. Thank oh, you for being here. I feel it. I do yes. too. I'd love to feel so at home. I would 
be getting a massage. Oh, yes. Exactly. <laughs> but that's another trip. Yeah, another time. But. So tell us a little bit about your background, Leanne. Okay. Uh, my name is Leanne Campbell, and I'm a member of the Coeur d'Alene tribe. I was raised right here in Worley, Idaho, which is four miles south of the Coeur d'Alene Casino itself. Um, attended school there. I was the last graduating class of um, Worley High School before they consolidated into Worley Plumber. So I graduated oh. in 1990, mm -hmm. which is like 30 years ago already. I can't believe oh, wow. <clears throat> how fast time flies. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, um, I have been here in, in this community for most of my life and worked here at the Coeur d'Alene Casino. Um, I started here in my early 20s uh, when the casino was still really young and, you know, I... I want to say that our day crew might have been about 20 people. Oh, wow. And so throughout my lifetime, I've I've worked here three separate times, um, but I did move away to go to school in Santa Fe, New Mexico mm -hmm. at the Institute of American Indian Arts, and I received my Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in mm -hmm. Museum Studies with a minor in Studio Arts, mm. and then... Um, returned home to work for the Coeur d'Alene Tribe as the Historic Preservation Program Manager and Curator. And I was home for about, th and working there for about three years before I moved to um, the Coeur d'Alene Casino again for my third time. Mm-hmm and then started work with cultural tourism. And my main job here is to add the Coeur d'Alene tribal content, the, the cultural content to our tours. And I'm also the traditional arts um, workshop, the, the only Coeur d'Alene teacher that we have right now this next year. I think we're gonna start incorporating more Coeur d'Alene tribal artists in here for our traditional arts. And um, mm. so that's what I've been doing here for the last three years is just working with cultural tourism and adding that Coeur d'Alene tribal content to the program. I think, didn't you take one of her classes? Oh yeah, I took the moccasin class. I love my moccasins I yeah. all the time. Yes. Oh good. Yeah, they're so comfy and they're so pretty. Made yeah. out of uh, Pendleton, Pendleton wool. Yeah, Pendleton yeah. wool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what are some of the other workshops that... Uh, we do a lot of participatory art workshops and so most of them are well, they are all hands-on uh, workshops. And I do, since I've been working here, I've, I've kind of tailored these workshops to where I do a lot of the prep work and then the participants are able to come in and just get to work and come out with a really beautiful finished project like the Pendleton moccasins. We also do um, beadwork, uh, basketry, moccasin making, Pendleton bears, um, those are some of the ones that, that mm -hmm. just come right to mind here. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, we do a lot of, a lot of really beautiful arts, mm -hmm. traditional arts. And they're fun. They're fun classes and they feed you. Yes. <laughs> a bonus. I know. <laughs> I know. That was a, it was a, that was a great class. We enjoyed ourselves so much. Oh, good. And it's nice that you do the prep work because it allows you to finish the product project and take it home done, which, you know, if you were to take it home half done, you might never finish it. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Um, where I was probably when I started here three years ago, I, I was having the participants do every single step by hand. Mm -hmm. And one of my coworkers was in that workshop with me and it took her probably three workshops honestly <laughs> to finish them wow. <laughs> and so doing the prep work takes um, a lot of that pressure off where mm -hmm. you can just really just basically do the construction and you get to go out with 
mm-hmm. something in hand, just something really beautiful. A lot of people come to these participatory art workshops as um, maybe they come as a it's a Christmas gift or a birthday mm-hmm. or a girl's getaway. Mm-hmm. There's, it's usually groups of women and they're, mm-hmm. they're usually in family groups or friend groups and they come for all kinds of different occasions. And I really love that they, they opt to spend their time here with us at the casino doing these art mm-hmm. workshops. Fun. Yeah, really well, fun. They're, they're really worthwhile. Yeah. yeah. So you have you have actually um, created quite a name for yourself with your own art and in preserving the the culture of of um, you know the various projects you do like the beading and um, why don't you tell us a little bit about some of that and where you've been showing? Okay. Um, Pre-COVID, I I mean, like things have been a little bit slow. I mean, but right before COVID hit, I had my work at the Northwest Museum of Arts and Culture in Spokane. My work was featured as part of an exhibit that's titled As Grandmother Taught Women, Tradition and Plateau Art that opened up in October. October of 2019 and ran until December of 2019. That was myself and then two other women from the Columbia Plateau that do traditional arts. And the Museum of Arts and Culture has a really extensive collection of Columbia Plateau art that they have in their in their collection. And so they wanted to feature a lot of the the older works that they have in the collection and display it next to contemporary artists like myself and the other two ladies that were featured in that exhibit. And it's really amazing to see that the basketry I make, the the shape and the form and the techniques and everything that we use Mm -hmm. to produce those traditional arts are the same um, as a basket that's 200 years old. The mm-hmm. only difference is the materials that we use. Um, mm-hmm. One of the beautiful things about traditional arts is its ability to um, adapt to modern materials. Mm-hmm. It's really resilient and it's continued for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a really amazing exhibition to see um, these newer works and then have them displayed next to the older works and and just to see all of the similarities and how they're, everything is really kind of remaining constant, but mm-hmm. just the change in the m- materials that we use. And so that was on display there in Spokane until December of 2019. And then the Washington State History Museum in Tacoma requested that exhibition as a traveling exhibit and so that was deinstalled and it traveled to Tacoma and it's been on display there since July of 2021 and then they deinstalled it in I want to say November but I, I kind of feel like they extended it out into spring or like early summer so I think it, it will be being deinstalled here soon. Mm-hmm. I think they asked for an um, extension on that. Um, so those works will be coming back home here pretty soon, and that'll be nice to see because they've been gone for a three long, years. Yeah, yeah, a long <laughs> so. time. Well, the fun, the fun thing about that particular exhibit is, um, I had only recently met Leanne. Mm-hmm. Um, I met her at the chamber when she was bringing some of her works into the conference room, and my husband and I went to that exhibit, and we walk in. I had no idea that the exhibit was there. 
we were there for a different exhibit and we walk in and there's Leanne her her face on the <laughs> side of a wall and I'm like I know her <laughs> that was really fun that's great it was a great exhibit too oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome yeah well, I'm really honored to have my work there and then one of the other places that I had my work on display here recently is with Idaho State Museum in Boise mm-hmm. they have an exhibition that is just I think it just closed. It's Trailblazing Women of Idaho. Mm -hmm. And I had some of my Columbia Plateau basketry on display there Mm -hmm. as part of that. And out of the the 100 women that they had... uh, Highlighted in that exhibit... There there were 10 Native American women. And... Or, excuse me, there were Native American women... But I think only out of that whole exhibit... There was, there's only 10 of us that were living, that oh, are wow. living. Oh, wow. So I think that was an in- interesting tidbit about that, wow. that exhibition. Wow. That out of the 100 yeah. people that they chose to highlight in that, only 10 of us are, wow. are still alive. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> that is. So that exhibition, I think, should be closing down here soon, and, and I'll be you know, receiving my items back from the Idaho State Museum here pretty soon, too. Mm-hmm. And then will you display them somewhere here? And the- No, um, I've, I already have interested buyers for certain pieces. pieces yeah. Oh, and so um, I'm, I'm in discussion with a few different places that mm-hmm. will be purchasing these. And then the fact that these these items have been on display and in, you know, active exhibitions kind of just adds to their... The value. The value. Yeah, of the interest and the value of sure. them. Sure. So. Oh, well, that's, that's great. A, that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. How fun. Yeah, we <laughs> should come down and do a basket basket tree class. Yes. That would I be have fun. one coming up in April. Oh, it's oh, on yeah. April 22nd. Okay. And this one is is for Earth Day. And oh. I have a Columbia Plateau basket tree workshop that I do. It's, it's called Upcycled. Uh-huh. And so what we're going to be doing is using... The plastic, the older kind of thin plastic grocery bags, and then we cut them into strips, and then it's called plarn, Mm -hmm. and then we're able to to twist and and turn that into a basket using recycled material. I love that. love, love that. During the pandemic, the casino was shut down. So mm-hmm. we just celebrated our 29th anniversary, and over this entire time, we've never had our facility completely closed down. But during the pandemic, was the first time we ever closed our doors. Mm-hmm. And so I was at home for almost 40 days, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not really one that um, I don't have a hard time staying home. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this was kind of a chance for me to just focus on art for 40 days and so that's what I did at home and one of the things that I did is work on this upcycled basket idea Mm -hmm. and that really came about because of how much the world had to slow down during the time of the pandemic Mm -hmm. and um, everything just stopped Mm -hmm. and as we were stopping everything that we were doing yeah um, you know we had really great improvements in our air quality, our water quality, know. our you know, quality of life and everything everything else like that. So that yeah. was a really good chance for I, me to I focus. I read an, uh, an article uh, that said that um, animals were breeding again, that had, you know, that, that their numbers were declining and they increased mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. that time. I mean, what a what a wake up call for all of us that we need to, we all need to slow down a slow little bit. Slow down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take time. 
Yeah. So and glad so you during had that, that time. Yeah, during that time, I just had an, an opportunity to think about that and, mm-hmm. you know, like how we can reuse some of the things that we already have in our homes. Mm-hmm. And I know in, in my home in particular, I, I have bags of bags underneath my oh yeah my kitchen sink. And right, <laughs> right. It's just a really great way to be able to use these. Create re- or something. Or reuse things to create something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Oh, that sounds yeah. like a great project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I like day. that. Think about that. Come down. April 22nd. Yes. I put it in my calendar. Hi, I'm Marilee Wallace, a board member of the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance and the owner of NIA, the North Idaho Alliance. We specialize in connecting women of all ages, experience, and backgrounds in our community. One of the ways to do this is at our annual Onward and Upward Women's Conference, and it's coming up on May 25th. Our speakers are amazing, so you don't want to miss this. Tickets are on sale at Eventbrite, and they're just $79 for the entire day. On your web browser, type in Onward and Upward Women's Conference 22. And if you still can't find us, talk to Allie and Callie. They can tell you how to find us. We'll look forward to seeing you on May 25th at the Onward and Upward Women's Conference. And oh, men are welcome, so feel free to bring them. So Leanne, tell us a little bit more about your your childhood growing up on the reservation and, and maybe who inspired you to go into the arts? You know... Growing up here in in the um, early 80s, kind of um, into the 90s, it, it just, there there honestly really was not a lot here. Mm-mm. And, uh, you know, I, I visit with, um, with uh, Robert uh, Singletary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he, he knows a lot of the tribal elders from down in this area. And he likes to joke that he knew the Coeur d'Alene people um bc which he refers to as before the casino oh right (laughs) (laughs) so there's not a lot of people um that have that claim (laughs) you know a lot of people you know like our elders and uh, you know others uh from this area before the Mm -hmm. casino was here because honestly there was not a lot here Mm -hmm. um so i did i grew up here on the reservation um Again, it was it was pretty uh, isolated. Um, I, I spent a lot of time in the landscape, um, you know, on the lake itself too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the lake is kind of the heart for the Coeur d'Alene people, and mm-hmm. and I just absolutely immersed myself in my in my landscape and and through my time growing up too, just kind of immersed myself in learning my background um, because you know my my family was actually in the Tacoma area when I was born they had in the 70s they had these relocation programs for um, tribal families to get them out into the bigger metropolitan areas to to gain other skills and kind of move away from the reservation itself and Mm then um, so that's where my family was when I was born so I didn't come back here until like 1982 but um, during that time I was just you know living and just immersed here and I think it was after graduation that I really started getting into doing more of the traditional arts and one of my greatest influences which was George Flett and he's a member of the Spokane tribe mm-hmm. and he went to school in Santa Fe um, and 
he always made mention, you know, I, I really want you to go to Santa Fe. I really want you to go, you know, down there and explore that a little bit more. But meanwhile, I was still, I, I started having children really young and, you know, just kind of ended up in that cycle of working and, you know, taking care of a family and sure. raising my children and things like that. So I didn't really get to focus a lot on my higher education at that time. So mm-hmm. most of it was just raising children and, and kind of, you know, just trying to get everybody there and and working here at the Cordland Casino. Mm-hmm. Um, but during that time, I was dabbling more in the arts and traditional arts. And I refer to those as traditional arts because I think of like referring to Native American arts as arts and crafts just really takes away and devalues what we do because traditional arts have a lot more culture and history and mm-hmm. um information attached to it more than just arts and crafts yes right and I so would agree with that yeah, yeah sure. um, because we have a lot of the things that we do have been handed down to us like from countless generations and mm-hmm. it's these are arts that have have just come forward with us through these times mm-hmm. but the the older I got I was kind of focusing more on learning those traditional arts and doing those and then after I start doing more work with George Flett, he encouraged me to take on commission work, which is doing, having people pay me to do, you know, their work. So if we're going to a powwow and somebody needs a full outfit, they need moccasins, they need leggings, they need, you know, those beautiful buckskin skirts and oh, fully yeah. beaded tops. You know, I was jumping into that kind of work. And we had the July Art Show and Auction at that time at in Post Falls. And right. so George would have... Um, he was kind of the head of that art show and auction along with Cliff Sijon, and both of them have passed now. Mm-hmm. But I was doing um, uh, commission work with George where he would do his his really well-known Native American art and floral work on vest panels. Mm-hmm. He would draw it out and I would do the beadwork. And then these pieces would come to, you know, to Jacqueline's, you know, during the art um, um, reception and then mm-hmm. it would go to the art auction you oh, know, yeah. the, um, during the weekend. So, I mean, mm-hmm. those were some really fabulous times to really get immersed in in that art world and kind of see how everything works and then um you know anything that george didn't sell or that didn't really go um at july she took it down to pendleton roundup and then Mm. he had collectors that would you know pick up his work Mm -hmm. there which is you know which was actually our collaborative work so i have a lot of pieces that i don't know Really, where they ended up. (laughs) (laughs) But um, that was one of the things that he taught me, too, about the art that I, the type of art that I do is you can't really just absolutely fall in love with your pieces so much that you can't stand to let them go. Mm -hmm. This is, and I'm sure all of, all of us artists and all these different art forms have to deal with, um, with that too. But I know when I have something really good and I want to keep it for myself that, Mm -hmm. you know, this is going to be an amazing piece and it's going to be loved wherever it goes. Mm -hmm. Right. I had a art instructor um, years and years ago who said, um, you can't really move on to the next great piece that you make until you let go of the piece that you just made and I thought that was really good advice and I it is yeah it's hard to let go of those you know wow that's really good (laughs) but after it sits around you know because I love to weave after my piece sits around for a while I I end up giving it as a gift to somebody (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's time to move on time to make a new one new one (laughs) time 
<laughs> right. Well, you have won some awards. Several recently, awards. Which is really, really exciting. We were privileged to be at the Seroptimus mm-hmm. lunch last year when you were honored um, for a woman of distinction in the arts. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty exciting. I think Jeanette Laster nominated you. Yes, it yes. It was a very, wor- it was a worthwhile. That was really, it was really great. We were pleased to be there. What are some of the other awards that you have won? Um, we have the Seroptimist. Um, that was again the most recent one. There, um, Jeanette Laster was the one that submitted the nomination for that for my work in um, continuing the arts and culture. I also received uh, the. Uh, Esto Perpetua Award from the state of Idaho, and mm-hmm. that's given from the Idaho State Historical Society, and one of the highest honors that can be given in the state of Idaho for those who work to safeguard Idaho's culture and history. And I really love the name of it because mm-hmm. it's it comes from the state motto, which is "Let it be perpetual." Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where my art is. I want right. it to be perpetual. You know, it's it's from. This area's first inhabitants, you know, the Coeur d'Alene people, this is what we're, a place we've called home for countless generations. And mm-hmm. I really do want that history and that, the, the culture, the language and traditional arts to be perpetual. And so I was really glad to be honored in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to live on. That's wonderful. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. Um, and speaking of the language, you speak um, Nez Pierce and the Coeur d'Alene tribe mm-hmm. language. They're yeah. different? They're different. Really? Mm-hmm. So my, my background is, um, you know, my mother, my grandfather is from here um, and my grandmother is Nez Perce. And then my dad is from the Colville tribe in central Washington. Washington. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so my, my background is Coeur d'Alene, Colville, and Nez Perce. Oh, wow. And so... Um, Coeur d'Alene is a Salish-speaking language group, and then Nez Perce is a southern plateau tribe that speaks Sahaptin. And so growing up in my home with, you know, my grandparents, I heard both languages. Mm -hmm. And so... um, we call it a, it, it's a mix that I call quarter purse. <laughs> so, That's cute. That's yeah. But they're two totally unrelated mm-hmm. native languages, you know, because mm-hmm. in the north they speak more of the Salish languages and in the south they speak the Sahaptin. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really fortunate through my background, you know, like living here, being immersed in the Coeur d'Alene um, you know, like in this Coeur d'Alene home country here, uh, I started studying the language when I was in my early 20s, when we had Lawrence um, Nicodemus teaching, still actively teaching, and he was the one that helped develop the written language system and our language dictionary. Mm-hmm. And then he was really active in teaching in the community and in the schools. And so I started learning the Coeur d'Alene language when I was in my 20s, and I'm getting ready to turn 50 this year. So I've been, it, it, it's a lifelong study. You know, I'm, I'm sure. I've been studying for 30 years, I'm still not fluent. Mm-hmm. And then also with um, the Nez Perce language, this is my grandmother's language, and I'm still really active with the Nez Perce people, and, and a lot of my traditional life is still really tied to the Nez Perce people too. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure that I honor that side of my lineage too. And so there's, through through the pandemic, so many wonderful things have happened. I mean, like with language, they started offering these Zoom 
classes through colleges where you mm-hmm. can take it for credit or as um, continuing education units. And so I enrolled in these Nez Perce language classes and I've been in them for three years. Oh, wow. And so I'm in them uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, you know, from like 12 to 1. But, you know, I'm, I'm just an active language learner. And um, sometimes it's it's... Uh, kind of hard to switch gears from one language to the other <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, because I'm, I'll, I'll do these tours into the landscape here with a um, Coeur d'Alene Casino with uh, cultural tourism. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we like to talk about is the area's history. And before the time of contact, all of these places had Native American names attached to them, Coeur d'Alene tribal names. And they had those names attached to them because they were used for a specific purpose or there was a certain resource there or um, a lot of our landscape is based off of um, kind of visual things. Um, Some of our neighboring tribes are known for naming their their landscape by available food sources and things like Mm -hmm. that. Ours was more of like visual and resource um, Mm -hmm. type of things but Mm -hmm. when I'm out in the landscape um, you know I'll talk about um, place names for the places that I know and one of the tours we do is is actually called the Steptoe Battle Tour mm-hmm. where we talk about some of the history of the Coeur d'Alene tribe and and our battle with uh, the United States government and through part of that we have uh, Malin Creeble he's a um, retired um, I'm not actually sure what he does and you know or what he did prior to that but he's he kind of works as a historian now and he has a small book out on the steptoe battle and and he d- he's done an extensive amount of uh, research on the steptoe battle and so he'll come in and do part of the tour as the historian and the non-native side of that because he also went back to Washington DC to um, the Smithsonian and collected the the army field notes and the army uh, Kalecki field maps oh, and that's wow. how he can kind of identify where some of these um, you know, parlays and, you know, specific events happened. Mm-hmm. But then we'll tell it from the tribal perspective in our oral history and mm-hmm. things like that. And and one of the things he'll bring up too is, well, she's, she's Coeur d'Alene and she's Nez Perce and she speaks both of these. And so people will ask, well, tell us your name and give us an introduction in Coeur d'Alene. And then they'll say, then let us hear it in Nez Perce. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of hard to, right. hard to flip it, it you know, because say it in one way and then... You know, try yeah. to turn. It's like right brain, left brain, almost. You know, oh, trying I to bet. trying to get him. You know, to uh, make sense <laughs> in my mind. Can you do that for us? <laughs> <laughs> of course, I know. I was waiting for it. Are you gonna yeah. ask her? Yeah. So, You're gonna ask. Um, her. Yeah. I'll start with Cordelaine. Okay. Quilta, uh, that is the greeting in the Coeur d'Alene language. It's a good afternoon and telling you my name. Um, in our native languages, we always introduce ourselves. We were given um, names in our own language, um, and that's what we're refu- referred to in our native communities most of the time is by your native name. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so it was an introduction of myself and um, just telling you that I'm here, you know, from from the Coeur d'Alene tribe Mm -hmm. and um, that we're talking today and I'm just, you know, talking about myself. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, in the Nez Perce language, it would be Tatsalachp in West Winnik Tatlam Ilpilp Ka in West Iskitsu Mechkanich. La loitza et papain. It's a greeting again, you know, just introducing myself, you know, telling you this is my name mm-hmm. and I'm from Coeur d'Alene and that I'm, I'm just really happy that you're here. Hey. Yeah. The I Nez Perce, it has a little German of the ch in the yeah. back. Mm-hmm. It has a different, they're both beautiful though. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I'm glad you're... You're teaching this, so it's not a lost language. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know? A lot of, um, see, that's, like with our workshops, too, we will have people say that, you know, I'm, I'm glad it's not, not not lost, you know, or that somebody's continuing this. This is always something that's been there. Mm-hmm. And that it, yeah. So yeah. I, I don't want it to... I think we're in, we are in endangered language here because we lost our last fluent speaker a couple of years ago. She was oh. like 102 years old. Mm. So, but we do have a lot of effort going into making sure that it continues. Well, right. those Zoom classes, that's... Yeah, that's amazing. That is mm-hmm. great. Keep yeah. it going. I know there were some positive things that came out of the um, pandemic and mm-hmm. that certainly is one of them. I think so, so too. Um, what, so I know you said your name in the language, but I couldn't pick it out. So what is your name in your native language? In the native language, my name is Red Fringe. And oh. a lot of times our our names are given to us by um, elders, and they will give you a name based off certain attributes, but I, I never did question why mine was that. <laughs> I think it's a great name. Red Fringe. Yeah, yeah. Red Fringe. Mm-hmm. Hey y'all, it's Jason from Tubbs Coffee Roasters. We are North Idaho's specialty coffee roaster. We are homegrown and we are local. We love coffee and we love our community, especially Allie and Callie in ArtCast. We have a retail space in our roastery in Hayden, and we can also be found on the shelves at Super One and Yolks. And if you like to buy coffee online, we do offer subscriptions. You can find us at TubbsCoffeeRoasters.com. Support arts and culture and your local roaster. That's all. So you touched on the cultural tourism here mm-hmm. and um, talked, you know, briefly about the Steptoe uh, uh, tour, which I really want to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep saying I want to do it and I haven't signed up yet, but I will. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that sounds really cool. But but why don't you talk some more about the cultural tourism? Okay, so um, a little bit. How I start my my workshops usually too is to talk about the background of the Coeur d'Alene Casino itself. And again, we're just celebrating our 29th anniversary here. Mm-hmm. And we have some photos on the wall. And I know it's, you know, this is uh, an audio yeah. um, we'll broadcast take here. We'll take pictures. But yeah. that shows actually where we started that picture in the middle there. Isn't that, that is crazy? That is what we started out as a small, wow. just a really small gaming facility here in the middle of nowhere. And it, it was kind of like one of those build it and they will come, you yeah. know, kind of mm-hmm. Things, but we we had the high stakes bingo. You know, at that time we were just right. we were you know hot then and we're we're hot now. Yeah. So we 
since that time, we've undergone several major expansions to get us to where we are today. And we have the two wings of our hotels with the mm-hmm. Mountain Lodge side, our, our spa tower side. We have the Spasis Sokten, which is a Coeur tribal word that translates to water over the head. Mm. It's a means of taking care of yourself. So we have the, the spa. We have the Circling Raven Golf Course that is named after one of our one of our. Um, one of our chiefs and that just celebrated its 18th anniversary and this last year we were really honored to host part of the ladies symmetra tour here oh and this golf course was designed by golf um, designer gene bates he's a really well-known golf designer and he is really well known for highlighting the natural beauty of an area's landscape in which he comes you know, into these different communities. And for us, what he highlighted for us was the beauty of the rolling hills of the mm-hmm. of the Palouse. And mm-hmm. he left those, you know, just really intact and really beautiful and pristine. Um, we are in, in the top, um, you know, ranks of the public courses here in Idaho and, and a real destination. And growing up here in, in Worley, I never even imagine that we would be a destination. <laughs> right? I just couldn't I see know. it. You're like, really? But this is yeah. amazing. I mean, like what we have here. Um, it's And then we keep building. adding, um, you know, more activities into this. Um, so through through our Coeur d'Alene Tribal Gaming, you know, we've, we've come a long ways and we do a lot out in our community. We're one of the largest employers here in North Idaho. Mm-hmm. 5% of our gaming profits go back into education and that's been, you know, over $40 million that's gone into that up to this point. Mm-hmm. And Let's just say that one more time. 5%, $40 million. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Thank you. And Casino. Yes. yes, and so it's not only just for Coeur d'Alene tribal people, but it's we have an application process where people can apply for those fundings, and it and it's all has an educational focus to it, where you can request that that money for all kinds of educational purposes. We have local school districts that will come in. Maybe they want to up, upgrade their computer labs. Maybe they want to do some repairs, or um, maybe they want. We, maybe we have historical societies that will come and say we want to do an updated exhibit and they'll, you know, it goes to a lot of really, really mm-hmm. good causes. Mm-hmm. And so we're just really happy to be able to <coughs> offer that to our community because we're we're really well known as being really good stewards of the land and then also being a good neighbor and helping take care of our community, not just our Coeur d'Alene tribal people itself. Mm-hmm. And so um, part of our mission here is to um, really focus on um, the economic um, development here and that is what we're doing here with the um, Coeur d'Alene Casino because that's responsible for um, um, benefiting like a a whole nation of people and the, the casino has been doing a really good job for that for us and we're always trying to update and do different things and tourism is something that we've had in place here for quite some time and trying to draw to be a destination resort we added Coeur d'Alene Tribal Cultural Tourism five years ago and the main idea is is to be able to offer our guests a really unique hands-on experience to the Coeur d'Alene tribe as a people mm-hmm. and have Coeur d'Alene tribal people interacting with our guests and teaching those that are interested in learning about the history, the culture, the language, and the traditional arts. This is a really mm. wonderful 
way to bridge, you know, the curiosity of our, our neighbors and to bring them in and say, you know, we're going to welcome you and we're going to show you and you can make some really beautiful things and, you know, things that you've always been curious about or wanted to have, you know, we will teach you in those um, really respectful ways, you know, mm-hmm. that um, it's allowable for us to teach. I mean, there's teachable things in our culture or share, teachable, shareable things and then, you know, things that are kind of that we still kind of keep to ourselves but a lot of it that we teach here is is our things that we absolutely want to share with our neighbors and our visitors mm-hmm. and to highlight the natural you know beauty of this landscape or our uh, place names or culture language history and then here in the casino we do the what we're called are called the lifeways workshops that is all the participatory art workshops mm-hmm. and so um we just want that you've re- really unique experience for our visitors and cultural tourism has been that for us. And back in 2019, we were given an award by IANTA and IANTA is the American Indian Alaska Native Tourism Association. Mm. And we were chosen as the tribal destination of the year. Oh, oh that is awesome. It was a really wonderful award for us to receive and to highlight North Idaho and the Coeur d'Alene tribe in this area yeah so we again are trailblazing in this manner in that we're you know still continuing with a with an amazing destination resort you know with the casino and then with the amenities that we have and then you know the other things that we're adding in on top of that we're still trying to be the trailblazers and and think of unique things that maybe our neighbors aren't thinking of yet right Mm -hmm. and so this is just a really wonderful opportunity for our visitors um, Mm -hmm. to be able to come in and and learn about the Coeur d'Alene tribe in this way from the Mm -hmm. Coeur d'Alene tribal people and and weren't wasn't the the tribe or the casino or maybe both um, just featured in uh, like a documentary oh yes oh yes I wanted to ask about that yeah I'm glad you remembered right now on Amazon Prime there is oh, I want to watch that yes it's it's called this they I, they what is it I just looked it up too the yeah. story I think it's called the story of art in America that's it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh that sounds right and I believe there's 10 episodes mm-hmm. in that docuseries and the Coeur d'Alene tribe is featured on episode number two and I think that, I, I don't remember the length of that, but we had five Coeur d'Alene tribal members that were featured in that docuseries. Mm-hmm. And there was such a wide range of topics that were covered um, from dancing. We had one of our ladies that goes to the powwows and and she was talking about her her traditional dance outfit and um, how it keeps her feeling like she's really connected to um, her history and culture and her family and her parents and a really beautiful story about um, the connection of the beadwork, you know, to to her history and and her family story. And then we had a Coeur tribal member that was talking about keeping the tradition of song, you know, using. Um, the big drum and then carrying on his family's songs mm. and the importance of that to us mm-hmm. and then we had a young lady that was talking about doing our cooking Native American foods her name is well it's Jade it's Laura's daughter oh, Laura oh, Stensgar's oh, oh, yeah. daughter yeah. Mm-hmm. and she was talking about 
um, pit baking elk. And so, you know, here in the Northwest, we eat <laughs> tremendous, yeah, tremendous amount of mm-hmm. game meat. Mm-hmm. And so one of the ways that the Coeur d'Alene people cooked um, elk was to cook them in the underground earth ovens. Mm-hmm. And so she talked about pit baking. And then <clears throat> we had Dave Matheson that talked about the importance of storytelling. And then my I was featured at the end of this, this docuseries um, to talk about art and traditional arts. And so like with... Um, this whole experience it was it was really cool because we had the the film crew that came out from New York and they had not been to rural Idaho and <laughs> I opened my home you know for them to come to do the interview and they were just completely amazed I'm I'm out in the middle of this really heavily you know agriculture area there's nothing but farm fields and everything around me it's like mm-hmm. wheat fields and garbanzo beans and <laughs> you know mountains and timber and everything and mm-hmm. we were doing some shots out outside and they just stopped and they said oh my gosh do you hear that and then I'm like no what and they're like exactly nothing, nothing. <laughs> they're from new york it's they were so like quiet we don't get this yeah. kind of quiet you know where we're from and this is super amazing oh that just it's gives so me true chills. Yeah. yeah so, so cool. they were just amazed you know to be able to come into you know like an uh, our native american community and to be able to come in you know to my home to see you know how we live and mm-hmm. um if you watch the the docuseries my home is i i have a lot of art in there because i oh yeah i mean it feels like a gallery and that's what some <laughs> yeah, people right. said, that you know it's just like visiting a gallery um but they they loved it they loved the visit and the time that they were able to spend with with our people that were featured on mm-hmm. that docuseries episode that is two. so i love that episode two we'll put a link yes in please the description absolutely for sure i want to watch that yeah we'll have lots of links that's awesome in the description mm-hmm. how fun <laughs> good yeah oh man so well exciting i'm telling you it's it's such a treat yeah to come down here and um and visit with you and hear talk about to you the culture about everything that's and going the history on. Welcome and to your home. Yeah. Welcome and, uh, home. <laughs> I, 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 this may sound very weird, but I'm so proud of you. I, <laughs> I love what you're doing, and it's, it's, it's just so exciting. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. So. Well, we look forward to hearing more about what, what you have coming up in the future. Right. Make sure you go to Cordelaine Casino. Is it dot com? Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, To see if there's any future events. You know, there's also concerts. To the cultural tourism uh, page right on there, and which takes you right to all the classes that are being offered. And the workshops. Which I will be going to later today so I can sign up for for the basket. Basket, April 22nd. That's right. That'll be fun. Our Earth Day one. That'll be fun. Yeah. Well, I love celebrating. And then we found out, well, we didn't find out. I found out that there, you can catch a bus. There's a shuttle bus. Oh, yeah. To yes. the casino. It's I didn't so know easy. that. And it's free. It's free. Yep. Yes. So if you don't want to drive with the gas prices, right. you know, you can come up here. It's really easy. Mm-hmm. Why, or come down here. Come over here. Yeah. Maybe Just when we come down for the basket class, we'll do the live Facebook feed on the shuttle then. Oh, that would be fun. Down on the shuttle. That'd be fun. We'll just have fun on the bus. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Leanne. This was great. Yep. I love hearing more. I can't wait to see more. And I want to see your artwork. I know. 
Well, you can see some of it. It's in the chamber in the conference room up on the Oh, top I of have that shelf. seen it. I love those <laughs> baskets. I know. Those are beautiful. They are beautiful. Yeah, I love those. All right. Well, I'm Allie. And I'm Callie. And whatever you do today, make sure it's creative. The Allie and Callie Artcast is a program of the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance and is sponsored by NIA, North Idaho Alliance, a woman-based leadership organization designed to inspire, uplift, and impact your community and lives. And Tubbs Coffee Roasters, globally sourced, locally roasted coffee.